0: It's Curious City, where we take your questions about Chicago and the region and investigate, report, explore from WBEZ.
1: One day in 2018, Mara Divis was driving home from work on Western Avenue in Chicago and
0: kabam!
1: She hit a pothole.
0: It was pretty dramatic, pretty loud, and it just destroyed my tire.
1: And she was indignant. Her city had attacked her car.
0: Um, I just just had this range of, like, annoyance and anger.
1: Was there any recourse? Well, she found out you can request reimbursement from the city for pothole damage.
0: There were a lot of things I had to get in order to get that done, like proof of insurance at the time, a police report.
1: Two estimates for repair, or alternatively, the actual repair bill. Optional photo of the (laughs) the part of the road that, that damaged your car. And all that felt excessive.
0: You know, one thought that occurred to me that's probably obvious is it's a dissuasion. If someone's willing to go through all of these steps, then okay. But they're betting on the likelihood that people will likely not.
1: I'll get to whether she was actually reimbursed in a minute. But she did have a question for Curious City. How does the city determine which claims it approves? And how many of those claims do they approve? Well, last year, the city approved a majority of claims, over a thousand, and we talked to city officials who outline the steps in the claim process. But how they make the decision is a little murky. First off, all that documentation Mara talked about— police report, proof of insurance, photos— well, Kate Leffergy at the city clerk's office says it's not about dissuading the public, like Mara suggested. Leffordji says the paperwork helps the claimant make a strong case.
0: It's incredibly important to provide us with as much information as possible, just like you'd want to have as much information for a case in front of a judge.
1: She says the clerk's office makes sure the paperwork is in order and then passes the claims on to the City Council Committee on Finance. The committee evaluates every claim, sometimes over 100 a month, according to committee spokesman Donald Quinlan. But it's not like the aldermen on the committee are looking at the claims. They have a staff do that. Quinlan says they make a judgment call based on the evidence provided. The photos, the estimates, or repair receipts. They also check with the Department of Transportation to confirm the alleged pothole exists. The staff recommends which claims to approve or deny. But it's the aldermen on the committee who actually vote on the claims, together in one big chunk. All Oliver Moreno uh, moves to accept uh, these three ordinances into uh, the joint committee. Any objection? Hearing none. If the committee approves the claim, they offer a settlement. This is never the full amount of the repair because the city says the driver bears some responsibility for hitting the pothole. Mara, our question asker, did get a settlement.
0: It was within a year, maybe like six to eight months. I was really, really pleasantly surprised when it did.
1: Mara was offered $60, exactly half of her repair cost. But others have their claims rejected. Spokesman Donald Quinlan says that decision is final, but people can always sue the city if they feel their claim was wrongfully denied. As far as Mara, she says the system worked for her, but she does worry about other people.
0: Yeah, who who aren't going to do this or who can't do this, who simply don't have the wherewithal or time to go through these hoops.
1: Reported potholes are up 20% this year over last. Experts say it's the result of extreme fluctuations in the weather, which is part of the outlook for the future. So you better get used to filling out those claim forms. Support comes from the Conant Family Foundation. Monica Ng contributed reporting. I'm Jesse Dukes.
0: Next time on Curious City... So what do you want to know? Chicago has a lot of taverns, but it used to have way more. That was when many neighborhoods still had industry operating night and day, and some bars opened in the morning. Well, don't forget there were three shifts in the stockyards, so at 7 o'clock in the morning the guys were leaving work because the others were starting, right? The rise and decline of the neighborhood bar. That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City.